Hello, welcome to Roger Pan episode 91. This is Brandon Shin, and today I'm going to be speaking about ocean in Japan, water. It's very important. Specifically, I'm going to be speaking about Itoshima and how the ocean was very important to its development and its growth. And basically, as many people know, Japan is a series of islands, yes, surrounded by water, wasn't connected to any other countries for a long, well, forever, that's how it is, and because of this, the culture developed uh, in a specific way. I don't like to say special when it comes to Japan because I think each culture, every country has its own uniqueness about it. And in the grand scheme of things, we're all humans. When you start using special, you start to expect special treatment and then human rights and stuff come into play and it gets messy. So I don't like using special uh, in general. But yes, Japan had its own unique way like other cultures do, other cultures did. Uh, in developing and part of that reason was because they were surrounded by water and uh, in the specific case of Itoshima the ocean played a huge part in connecting uh, Japan with nearby in modern day Korea and China which brought over a bunch of stuff and we won't go too deep into history, but of course, Chinese characters uh, played a huge influence on Japanese, the Japanese language, as did the literature, the art, and religion. Uh, but specifically for Itoshima, um, rice and pottery that was brought over, they say, from modern-day Korea. They say Itoshima, this area in Kyushu, was the first place to grow rice in Japan. They find they found like a, uh, or they have footprints in rice fields from 2,000 years ago, uh, and it's like during the Edo period. And um, this was very important for uh, obviously Japan, but also. Uh, giving Itoshima people a sense of, uh, how can you say, not really leadership, but more so just not being afraid to innovate. Um, so they changed from hunting wild hogs and finding nuts and foraging for nuts and stuff and eating birds and all that stuff to rice uh, and fish, and a large part of that was the culture brought over from the Korean Peninsula. And there's a couple of stories. I went to uh, uh, Saga, nearby Saga Prefecture, and there was a museum in Saga City that spoke about the, the origin of rice. And there's two different uh, schools of thought, it seems, that one is it's from China, and the other it's from India. So I hear a lot about rice coming from China, but, you know, 
one of those places. But we know that it came through the Korean Peninsula. So uh, the ocean, because Japan is, or Itoshima, I should say, is close to Korea, closer to Korea than actually uh, Kagoshima or Miyazaki in Kyushu, in su southern Kyushu. So people in Itoshima uh, got on their boats and used their oars, both of which are preserved artifacts in the local museums here in Itoshima, and used that to communicate and connect with the people in Korea and China, and vice versa, of course. They brought over their stuff and traded. And I think that sentiment still resonates in Itoshima. People are quite open to foreigners and new ideas. And I think that's why Itoshima has uh, caused a lot of creators and entrepreneurs from all over, really, to flock here. And recently, in the past five years, the Itoshima brand has really been booming. I think in the last two years, it was, uh, it was nominated as the most desired place to live in Fukuoka Prefecture. They vote, the, the citizens <laughs> voted Itoshima as the place they want to move and live. I think it was a year before last. In any case, uh, yes, rice, pottery, and of course, when rice started being grown, people started fighting and wars began, but that's another thing. Some other stuff with the water, uh, water is very important. Got to survive, you know, got to communicate with the people around you in different countries. But um, specifically fishing, uh, these boats that they use to travel to different places or different countries, I should say, should say, were also used to fish. And even to this day, Thai fish is, uh, I think it's red snapper, is the, Itoshima is, uh, how can you say? I'm trying to translate it directly from Japanese. The, this they take the most Thai here. <laughs> they fish the most Thai in Japan. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. And it's in a lot of the food here as well. A lot of the restaurants. There's actually this really uh, cool ramen shop that uses Thai for their stock, and that helps me because I'm pescatarian and I avoid eating meat. And it's really good. And besides Thai, there's also, you know, from the 12 ports that are, are uh, big and small that are available in Itoshima, they take Thai, Saba, uh, Sawada, Fugu. Fugu is like blowfish, squid, and of course, oysters and... Itoshima is very well known for its fresh fish, and the oyster huts are booming now. They open late October, uh, but people really start going from like November uh, in, in, until March, and uh, it's a huge drive for tourism here. 
uh, just be careful of the popping because you, you basically grill your own oysters and when they start to get overcooked, you they start to the liquid boils so much that they start to pop and uh, lots of explosions and screams inside the oyster huts. Yeah, so besides fishing, what else came from Korea and China? They say these stone burial mounds, which they call Shisekibo, uh, 5,000 years ago, they were, you know, found, well, 5,000 year old artifacts were found in Europe, present day Europe, China, and uh, Korea and here in northern Kyushu in Itoshima. But it seems that those stone burial uh, constructions didn't spread throughout Japan for some reason. Uh, they don't really know why, but it's interesting to see how the history came here and then just fizzled out. Uh, maybe it has something to do with the mindset of accepting foreign things or ideas and let's see what else we got here. I took some notes. First time I did that for this podcast. I've just been going off the cuff. But I think this was a little bit more detailed information and facts rather than just, you know, giving you my own experience. So did some research and came up with this. Oh, here's one for you. Here's one for your ears. Where I live it's called uh, Hatsu and it's near Eon which is a big supermarket brand in Japan and uh, it's in the area of Shima. And it's basically three different areas in Itoshima. It's Shima, Maibaru and Nijo. And before I think it was 2002-ish, between, okay, that's a wide range. I'm not even going to say the years because I don't know. But it was early 2000s that the uh, these three areas, Shima, Maibaru, and Nijo, came together and formed uh, present-day Itoshima. Before, there were three separate cities. So... Um, and before that, like that, what I was talking about with the Edo period when this area, Itoshima, was communicating with Korea and China, it was called Itokoku Kingdom. And it was known as a powerful kingdom based on the discovery of mirrors that were also brought over the ocean, the Genkai Sea, to, from Korea, uh, from the Korean Peninsula, but originally from China as gifts and these mirrors were these bronze mirrors you can find them in the local museums especially itokoku museum and um it they were used basically as tools to worship the gods and uh honor their connection with the sun and the, the size of the mirrors showed the prominence or, or strength of the kingdom. 
And they say the queen here had the biggest mirror that was found uh, back in the day. And it's said that the mirrors, although they were brought from China, the biggest one was constructed here in Itoshima. I think they had an inspiration. And like I said, that Itoshima spirit, it's that slow life, but they still like to innovate and do their own thing. So they said, you know what? I'm going to make my own shits. Actually took part of that and wrote it in my book, my new ebook, which is free on my site, Japanese Silence, where I talk about some elements of Itoshima culture and how I really appreciate them. It's a fiction thing. It's like 40 pages. It's very short. But um, yeah, so the Genkai Sea, the ocean played a very, very important part to Itoshima's development. It brought over a lot of culture and technology that we still see today uh, with the with with the rice coming over there were a lot of new tools used for cooking and it changed up their whole lifestyle they started to build uh, buildings specifically for preserving rice and using the husks for the roofs and stuff like that so it was a much different place once rice came over and that was from connecting with foreigners um so yeah like i said where i live now hatsu which is in shima uh it used to be underwater basically um, the, the kanji for Hatsu was even different. It included the one of the kanji for wave because it was basically all water. And from here, I live right next to Mount Kaya, which is a nice hike, very short one. Uh, and basically from here until, like if you're going to Studio Kuda, which is a artist residency here in Itoshima for especially for Westerners uh, or I should just say English speaking artists um, to come here for a short amount of time and use their inspire use Itoshima and the environment and the people they meet here as inspiration for their work and a way for them to connect you know uh, with the culture with Japanese culture and um, from where I live towards that direction along the base of Mount Kaya it used to all be water but uh, like I said about 2000 years ago during the Edo period um, people they wanted to build more fields for growing rice so they could survive and they realized they did not have enough space because water was all over the place. So they did this thing that took 300 years. It's called kantaku, where they basically took a bunch of rocks and dirt and shits and made land. Uh, a lot of the land that I drive on constantly, it's amazing to think about it, like looking out like this was all water before and with amazing effort and huge collaboration, um they made it work it took three can you imagine 300 years i don't think anybody in this generation has patience enough for that shit 300 years i mean we get upset when videos are buffering like <laughs> uh but yeah 
uh, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, so I think that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, from from where I live near Hatsu in Kaya Elementary School uh, towards Kafuri Port, towards Studio, Studio Kura, uh, along the base of Kaya-san, you can see, or it used to be water, basically. And so um, I think it's why a lot of people still come to Itoshima from the city, from Fukuoka City especially, because there's not really any green or water. And there's, in general, humans have had, you know, a deep connection to uh, the ocean. We have that nomadic spirit, and we like to move. And, I mean, we came from the water, yeah? Our ancestors came from the water, so... Uh, it's important. It's important. The ocean is important. It's funny because I grew up in Florida in the U.S. and there's beaches all around and I speak to some of the locals here and they're like, yeah, oh man, you live, I used to live near Futamigaura. It's where the Meo Toyua, the two couple rocks are and the white tori gates that are connected to Sakurai Shrine. They say the gods used to travel or the people that built the thing used to travel to spiritually so that they could pay their respects. Uh, I used to live near there, like real, like thirty seconds from the beach, and I didn't go to the, I didn't step into the water once, partly because I came in the winter one year ago. Um, but I just, I don't know, I didn't have, I went there and looked, <laughs> but I never stepped in, and and um, I think it's just uh, good enough to to absorb it with my eyes maybe i'm spoiled with the grown up in florida thing and yeah i would like to start surfing or paddleboard riding sup but we'll see how it goes i mean really the waves come here during the winter or during the typhoon season in the summer so we'll see next year but it's too cold now i'm not ready to freeze anything off my body uh, we'll see. But it's good to look. It's good to go see the sunset down by Futamigaura in the Couple Rocks. I recommend it if you come here. That's all for today. Just wanted to give you some a different taste of, you know, rather than just giving you my freestyle experiences. That's still the main purpose of this podcast. But, you know, sometimes I would like to to give you some of the information that I am reading about because I'm interested in it. So that's why there was some stuttering here because I was reading, but I think you're okay. Like I said, if you are interested in experiencing this Itoshima brand in person, you can go to brandonchin.net forward slash change and check out my guide experience there. Or if you would just like to connect with Japanese people from your home, we have live calls every week in my community uh, where Japanese people basically we talk about Japanese principles that keep the culture going after hundreds of years and you can make some friends. Touch Japanese culture at a granular level. 
if you're interested in that, you can go to burnenshin.net forward slash community. Or if you just want to read books, and you can get a free one. The one I spoke about, Japanese Silence, very short. It has me behind the couple rocks in my no mask uh, leaning. You can get that at burnenshin.net forward slash raw, R-A-W. Just type in your email address there, and you get the juice. That's free. The other two are paid. Uh, if you're interested, go to any one of those links. And as always, leave some feedback on iTunes. Let me know how I can make this content better serve you. And like I said, you can leave any amount of stars. I don't care as long as it's an honest opinion uh, to help people find the podcasts and etc. See you on the next one. Take care of yourself. Oyasuminasal.